Sam Jones and Joe Patrick live from a Delonica. We're Captain doing this. B's. <laughs> Look, man, we're it doing, is way we're, too serious to be doing making jokes right now. <laughs> we're back in the booth. I had to do it. I couldn't help myself. Uh, a little bit of a throwback here. We're doing a show live uh, after the game here. Of course, not the results we wanted but um look i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this um i think that the fact that we got to a point to even be disappointed is kind of stunning right like if you think back to where we were at the beginning of the year with some really really terrible soccer and then go to where we were with PR crises happening from all yeah. sides, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. In all sorts of ways, some of it tabloid, some of it international news. <laughs> and you, you, you sit here and think, I am really bummed that this did not turn out the way I expected. And the expected result was an MLS Cup, hosting MLS Cup. I mean, that that's, that's truly remarkable, I think, honestly. Yeah, I mean... Not only are we disappointed, but I think we are surprised that they didn't win this game. I mean, they were clearly the favorite coming in. And the way that the game started, especially, I think, you know, I should should have pulled up uh, Elena's record when they take the lead. Mm -hmm. But it's something unbelievable this season when they they, um, score the first goal in the game. And you just thought the way it was going early that it was just going to kind of of be – you know, a cut and dry, pretty easy win, especially when Joseph stepped up for that second penalty. Pitti was looking amazing, and then everything kind of changed. That's like the tenor of things really changed when he missed that penalty. It wasn't not it was not long after Toronto got the equalizer, and and then really Toronto controlled the game. I thought very similarly to the way that Seattle controlled the game against LAFC on the Western Conference side. It was just they kind of just thwarted them um, and Atlanta United struggled and obviously they weren't helped by uh, Joseph Martinez's injury which we didn't even know he had until after the game but it was pretty clear during the game you know y'all kept pointing it out kind of during the game too that it's like he's grabbing his hamstring I don't know quite what's up and there were times where he looked fine and there were times where he looked like not 100% but of course he, he misses the penalty I, I really doubt the hamstring had anything to do with that the people in our mention saying that come on y'all yeah I mean I'm getting so many people that are now now that they've found out the information that Frank DeBoer divulged after the game now they're mad that he played or that he took the penalty he like he should if he had a bad hamstring he should have not have taken the penalty and given it to somebody else like listen with Joseph Martinez he's your damn star and you're going to live by that and you're going to die by it and you don't die by it that often but today they did. If you think that Joseph should not have played and you think Frank should have told him not to I would like to put yourself in someone else's shoes for a moment here and imagine you're Frank and go tell Joseph Alexander Martinez he's not playing in the Eastern Conference Final. Just go just go imagine how that conversation would go <laughs> and think about whether or not you would still have all your limbs intact after said conversation. Uh, there, there's just no way, right? So totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, no, everything's changed with the missed penalty. It, it yeah. really seemed to kind of, not necessarily shift a bit, but you knew that there was a chance it could get flipped on its head, and it's essentially a two-goal swing, right? You mm-hmm. miss the penalty, and then of course, Benazé comes down and, and scores a few moments later, and that's a huge, huge shift. And we talked a lot about mentality with this team this year, just like not giving up 
dumb goals in the lead and uh, struggling to come back when they were down, and we saw a little bit of both of that tonight, right? We yeah. saw them give up the really dumb goal after they were flustered a bit, and they go down in the 78th, and you know they, they had a few chances here and there. This is an overall indictment of, of what they did in games where they trailed this year, but still, they, they didn't get the result, and it, it's weird to see those two themes kind of pop up all of a sudden right in the biggest game of the year. I think we've talked enough about the game. How about you? Sure. Because we're on, we're running on battery power here, and we could go out at any moment. So whenever this podcast stops, it's likely it's going to stop at a, at a screeching halt when <laughs> when you just stop hearing our voices. We would like to point out that uh, just because the season is over does not mean being on brand stops. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're just slumming it. But let's talk about some let's talk about some higher level stuff because I want to talk about. I always like to talk about emotions at the end of a season. You know, it's been it's sure. it's it's a it's a voyage. This whole this whole thing's an experience. It was our first experience with Frank DeBoer, a new manager. You know, a very high profile player, famous dude, was once in line for the job or a candidate for the job of my favorite team, Tottenham Hotspur, which is just surreal. What was your overall? Experience? Do you have what, what? What was your emotion at, the, at when when that final whistle blew? What were you thinking? Um, the final whistle, I was pretty not pathetic. I mean, I was kind of bummed, but I think we all kind of understood that in the grand scheme of things, the season was relatively a success. But then I kind of got in the locker room, and that's when I was like, "Oh man, yeah." And I, I almost, I almost feel. Like, it was a little personal for me, you know? I, I just, you never know what changes are coming, and you don't know if you're going to be back in the places you're at at certain times, especially when you're 24 and in grad school. Um, so you just you just don't know, right? Stop talking um, about how young you are. Right. But, um, <laughs> but no, that's when it kind of hit me a little bit, and I've been kind of um, sentimental ever since. Um, I, I do want to share a personal story. Um just because I thought it was cool, and it makes me feel good. Um, and it makes me just, I don't know. It's, we're very lucky to do what we do. Sometimes. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. And I I want to start this by saying I have never, quotation marks, introduced myself to Jeff Lerano. It's right in the sense that, like, I have never walked up to him and been like, hey, man, I have a tattoo of your number on my yeah. back. Yeah. Right? I have never once done that. <laughs> I have always thought that, like, he is a professional. He's, he's like, in, you know, this is a post-game thing. Like, I don't want to go up and be like, what's up, bud? <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but tonight, um, I'm glad you asked the question because none of the, the TV reporters really had that kind of info, right, um, about whether or not he was coming back. And he said his contract is up doesn't have one doesn't yeah. have one right um so it, it's unclear um and so i kind of realized that like look if there was any time to to do it to be like hey man this is this is you gonna <laughs> ask him out i gotta <laughs> ask him out right um so no but I, I just walked up and was like hey i've never actually introduced myself my name's sam i'm the one with the and he goes please i know who you are <laughs> and you know, I don't quite know what happened like after that because I was like floating a bit. But uh, <laughs> no, it was really cool, um, and it was it was just kind of fun to see that acknowledged. And you know, he kind of had that idea that you know it's, it was all in good fun, and he was a good sport about it. Yeah. And, um, that was kind of it. And it's, yeah. it's weird to think about like how many people in that locker room might be gone 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the last time we yeah. ever be in the general vicinity. I never even saw Parky in the in the in the locker room. I mean, I'm sure yeah. he was in there, but I was just I was running around doing different things, and I didn't even see him. So I kind of feel feel bad about that. He but. did take the time to shake a lot of our hands. Oh, that's good. Like that, cool. That's good. Um, yeah, you know, I, I felt the same way. I was kind of standing there, just kind of looking at everybody. Yeah. And it was like, this is going to sound very cynical and like bad, but I'm like, he's probably not going to be back. You probably don't. He'll probably be back, be back. Not him. You know, I'm, 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 I'm evaluating already <laughs> exactly. what, what I think this squad is going to look like. But I think what we know is it's going to look really different. Um, but I do want to say, just to like kind of back up what you were saying, it is like um, not the most natural social settings like what we do with these players to do these scrums like we we see them or like I you know because I'm at the training ground so I'll see these guys every week and but it's like a weird contrived like person comes in asks answers questions and then leaves and you don't really ever have a chance um to like have you know, like you said, like to just like introduce yourself in like a normal human way that you would do it totally. with any other person. So I've had the same situation, like with some players. I've tried to, I've tried to find little moments recently, like especially this season, to try to just have some small talk. But even then, like I know that there's guys in the locker room who like know who I am, you know, because they see me all the time. But right. I don't know if they know my name. They probably don't, you know, like yeah. or at least that's what I feel like because I'm never saying my <laughs> name to them. We, exactly. There is a certain Atlanta United staffer that we see every time we're here, <laughs> and we were having a and me, you, and Felipe were all at wondering what his name was. We see him almost every week, and it's like it'd be. It'd be it's too late now to, to like right, ask yeah, what totally. their name is or like like yeah. finally be like you know but you did, actually did it you <laughs> after all this time you uh, hey, you told them your name so years. Holy yeah crap it's been three years yeah what yeah. In the world man yeah um, when it, the, the end of the season reminds me I'll always go back to just the first season that we covered with Tata yeah and I remember he was like pretty overcome with emotion. After that first season, he looked like he was kind of like on the brink of tears. He admitted at the time that the squad was going to look different, you know, and that players were going to make decisions. And surely, you know, we saw a lot of, you know, fan favorites. Yamil Assad left the team. And I think we're in for something similar. Obviously, Frank wasn't as emotional as Tata was at that time. But I always think about that um, just because it's I really felt in 2017 when I was in that press conference that how much it meant and how much it meant to like the whole group of like, you know, it's so weird being a professional athlete and you're on this again, like you're on this like path, you have these objectives throughout the season and then the season ends and things turn over and like lives change and things go on in a very like unnatural human way. It's just like very, (laughs) the whole system is very contrived, but, um, But yeah, so I always just think about that. But it, this team is definitely going to look different. Frank uh, Frank DeBoer even mentioned he said he's already talked to Carlos Bocanegra about. You know, I think so. he didn't go into a lot of detail. But what I kind of took from it was that he talked about maybe players that he wants or the certain types of players that he wants. And I'm sure that there's also that coincides with players that will be leaving as well. So yeah, a lot, a lot can happen in four months. It's going to be weird. Four months. We yeah. Just gotta, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll all kind of take a, a short break anyway from Atlanta United stuff and, and figure that out. But I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot going on, a lot going on. And, um, 
you're right it moves in cycles and there's they're not natural cycles they're just kind of things that we've predetermined um and that's that's weird to to reckon with from a personal like emotional connection standpoint because yeah. like these are people you kind of you go to not like know or anything like that but yeah. they, they have their own place in your your personal thoughts and everything like that if you're a fan of a team mm-hmm. and uh we're going towards that, and that's weird. It's weird. Everything's weird. Sports yeah. are weird. I know. It is, it is, sports are really weird. Um, I think one of the guys that's probably not going to be back is Darlington Nagby. Um, so you mentioned that, yeah. Which is a huge, huge loss. I mean, if, if he's not back, and you know, I think all the context says that he won't be, just based on what happened this preseason. I, I've heard rumors that his house sold. Um, which that's usually a pretty good indication. I can't confirm that, but I I think that people are probably not lying when they say that. Um, So I think all these things tend to lead us to believe that he won't be here. And it did look like some of the other players were coming up to him and, like, looked like goodbye to me. Like, they were kind of, like, giving him, like, hugs, and he was kind of just facing his locker in his own little world. Um, You know, I just told him I enjoyed watching him play because – he was amazing to watch on this pitch, this huge pitch at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think just set up perfectly for him, and yeah. he's going to be a huge loss. Like a player like him is going to be so a, difficult to replace. Level loss, yeah, honestly. yeah, right. I totally agree, and I think that I think that when you're looking at re, well the way that this team will rebuild, I think that you're looking at getting a central midfield DP in uh, or someone of his quality to to replace him because I think. You know, I think the club probably figured Emerson Hyman could potentially step into that role, but and I, I like what I've seen from Hyman this year, but he's not just—I mean, he's not on he's that not level. That, he's not—he's no. not, not that level. So um, that will be interesting. Should we go through players like we think will be? Should we? Uh, it is so late. It is late. It is late. But I had coffee at halftime, so I'm just like oh, okay. I'm just wired. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. We don't have to, we don't have to go through every player. I think Tito will likely be gone. Yeah. Um, you know, we probably need to sit down with the entire roster. Yeah. Let's kind of look at it. Through, right? We'll definitely do a lot of that on Dirty South Soccer. Honestly. What else are we going to do for four months? Well, yeah. I mean, let, we'll let the uh, listeners in on a little secret here. We do way more traffic in the off season <laughs> because it's more inter- It's it's very interesting to kind of. First of all, just kind of follow the news cycle because there's going to be rumors of players coming in and out. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, and it's always just fun to just kind of project how things are going to play out. So uh, it, it should be a really interesting, busy, fun off season to to keep tabs on. Nothing gets clicks like baseless speculation. The baseless the baseless speculation that the AJC won't won't dive into, but we will. We have we have no scruples. <laughs> SB Nation, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. I'm just kidding. We do we do vet r- rumors. We don't throw anything out we there. Are but credible news source. Don't <laughs> add us, dear God. But we use our best judgment on rumors that come in. Um, and we'll usually tag it right. Like rumor. Oh yeah, yeah, for Chris sure. Martinez to go to. Celtic for no reason. Celtic, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everton, I'm sure that one will pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and start that right now. <laughs> yeah. Joseph Martinez to Everton. You heard it not here first, but go ahead and tweet it. Yeah. Frank DeBoer, after his poor performance to end the season, he's unhappy and wants out. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's just cut that for the, uh, for the general. For some, like, Calcio football dot yeah. in Italy, <laughs> yeah. right? That's going to steal it. That's a good point. If anything starts in Calcio in the domain name, it's probably a lie. That's <laughs> that's the first way we've been. Uh, um, 
they're already shutting the lights out on us too. They this are. Is not, this is symbolic. Any um, any other parting thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I don't know. I think we are officially at a place where Atlanta United is normalized. This is not like the the hype of the first couple years is gone. We've been through our first really up and down season and I think that now it's just a part of life, right? Like I think it's just yeah. it's this constant now. It's not this new novelty thing which which had its value. Um but now it's a constant, and I think we have kind of learned how to embrace it as that, as a, as a fan base and as a group and as, as writers this year. Um, and that's sad in a way because you kind of lose that initial, like, woo kind of thing with it, right? But now you have a thing in your life that, you, you know, is going to be there and will probably, you know, have its up and downs, but, but more bad than good, I think, which is really encouraging. To what you said, I recommend anybody go uh, watch the movie Fever Pitch, not the baseball one, but the original one, which is the best mm-hmm. sports movie of all time, in my humble opinion, okay. uh, starring Colin Firth. But yeah, it's like you kind of live your, like if you're really into it, like if you're a really hardcore fan, like I'm sure a lot of our these listeners are, like you kind of live your life in, you live your life in seasons, yeah. you know, it's like that's how you kind of keep track of time and how things move along and I think you're right when you say that it's normalized I think that I I, I agree with that and I don't even know how to verbalize it any better than that but it feels like well let me ask you this was the season a success for you? yeah why not right? like what not to get too hypothetical but like success is just such a weird relative thing right yeah. like it's, it, oh, it's, it's, it's totally in the eye of the beholder you know, <laughs> you know how many people are going to say no this was a complete failure right. they didn't win MLS Cup which is fine which because like the entire point of this is to, to argue about it and distract right. ourselves yeah. from it you know um, so, and so for that for being a wonderfully stupid and idiotic at times distraction full on success as frustrating and as, as grating as it could be at times um, we still got a lot of fun and entertainment out of it and I don't think there was there were points where I maybe didn't want to hear about Atlanta United at that point and really think about it but I never felt like I wasn't going to come back with open arms right and I think that's the point where you go that's that's a successful season yeah. right Sure, and and winning a couple trophies, you know, that that helps. There were some amazing nights in the stadium this year, despite them not winning MLS Cup, and you know them hitting that the highest of highs, you know, last year in December when we were here for MLS Cup. I mean, some of the games here this season were electric. That Club America game was amazing. (laughs) It was a friendly, like it it was. I mean, it was for it was for a trophy or whatever, but like it was didn't really mean much but both teams just got up for it and the fans the club america fans that came in here were amazing and just lit this place up and i think that you know when you think of when you as a fan or you know even me as as a media member i you know you just think about the memories that you create in this place over the course of a season or whatever and i think that there are way 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 more positive memories for me here this season, despite the fact that there were some negatives for sure, mm-hmm. um, than positive. So for that reason, I say, you know, it was generally a successful season. Obviously, it could have been better, but a lot like LAFC, just because you know, <laughs> you left things on the table for sure, 
but that doesn't mean it's all a wash. You know, you can still take positives away from it. And yeah. I think it'll be really interesting to see how this team builds on this season. You know, because Tata Martino had, I think, what we could all, we would all say was a very successful season his first year, right. despite getting bounced in the first round. And then they built on that. You know, made some acquisitions, got Darlington Nagby, and then obviously went on to have a great season, almost set a points record, and won MLS Cup that year. So it'll be interesting to see if this team can kind of follow that track. You know. Of, building on the manager's philosophy or style of play or whatever it is. So it'll be interesting. There's um, always a chance, right? There's always a chance. Yeah. 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 So bye y'all. Bye. <laughs>